Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Tuesday, August 22nd. On this date in 1956, a group called the Five Satins made their debut on the R&B charts. Their hit song was In the Still of the Night. On this date in 1968, Ringo Starr quit the Beatles, but he returned to the band after taking a two-week trip to the Mediterranean. It's amazing what a little vacation can do. And here's your Tuesday morning trivia question. On this date in 1972, two men took seven employees hostage at a Chase Manhattan branch in Brooklyn, New York during a botched robbery. That siege would inspire a famous 1975 movie. Can you name that film? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's check in with the Live 5 First Alert weather team for your Tuesday forecast. Hey, good Tuesday morning. Meteorologist Joey Sovon here. Warm and muggy, sunny as you head out the door this morning. will be partly cloudy, 92 at lunchtime. Up in the mid-90s for highs this afternoon. Hot and humid. Now, late tonight into early tomorrow morning, a cold front will come through with a small chance of rain. Then behind that, there'll be some clouds that eventually give way to sunshine as we head into Wednesday afternoon, but not nearly as hot. High temperatures in the upper 80s. The humidity will be down for a couple of days, but rebounding by Friday and Saturday back in the mid-90s with a little better rain chance by late in the day on Saturday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Life 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. A 16-year-old student is being charged after the Georgetown County Sheriff's Office says he made a threat against his campus. Investigators say it happened at Waccabaw High School when the student told his teacher he was going to bring a gun to school the next day. The Sheriff's Office says they detained that student and will charge him with making threats. The Sheriff's Office says no students were in danger at any time and that they did assure that the teen will face justice for those threats. Another Georgetown County student is in trouble following an alleged cafeteria brawl. Georgetown police charged a different 16-year-old student with assault yesterday for reportedly throwing a chair at a group of his classmates during a lunch break fight. A school resource officer was on scene and called for backup. Officers with the Georgetown Police Department helped contain that situation. The student is charged with second-degree assault and battery. The incident is still under investigation. This morning, two women are behind bars facing several charges after a gun was pulled outside of Westview Primary School on the first day of school. 24-year-old Antonasia Gadsden and 43-year-old Alania Green were arrested yesterday. Police say the incident happened just before 8 a.m. and involved three people. They tell us the two women that you see here on, their, on the screen got out of their car and approached another driver when Gadsden pointed a gun at that driver. Police say they found two guns when searching the women's car, which they admitted each belonged to them. The Berkeley County School District sent out a message about the incident to parents, saying the school's operations were not impacted and the students were all safe. District officials say they were ready to put the school into a secure lockdown if needed, but they didn't have to because of the quick response from police. Both of those women have not yet posted bond. One of the candidates running to be the next mayor of Charleston has been charged with driving under the influence. Jail records show Deborah Gammons was booked into the Charleston County Jail on Saturday. A report from the Mount Pleasant Police Department states officers pulled her over for not staying in her lane. Officers report Gammons had a dazed look, slurred her speech and smelled of alcohol. The report also says Gammons told the officers she didn't drink any alcohol. Officers say she refused a field sobriety test, which led to her arrest, but she is now out on bond. 
We reached out to the Charleston School of Law where Gammons is a distinguished visiting professor. Their statement reads, quote, we cannot discuss personnel matters except to confirm that Professor Gammons is an employee of the law school and timely disclosed her arrest to us, end quote. We've also reached out to her campaign. We've not heard back. One local food truck company says it's facing a major headache after two of its trucks were broken into and their checkbook was stolen. Area 51 Foods has operated multiple trucks in Charleston for nine years, and the owners say they've never experienced anything like this before. A security camera captured two men breaking into one of the food trucks last Monday, and a police report states that the men stole $250, and then the next day, someone tried to forge a check from the business. Police say they've already identified one of the suspects, but they're still working to find out who the others are. We now know the name of the suspected kidnapper killed in a North Carolina standoff. Wrightsville police confirmed their officers gunned down this man, 35-year-old William Gilmore, after he allegedly took the housekeeper of a random home hostage on Friday. Some neighbors say they are still stunned by the whole situation and that they're left thinking that Gilmore could have targeted them. It was a random thing for him to turn down that street, that he could have turned down my street you know, and pulled under my house. Uh, that was a, maybe one of my first thoughts. But then, like I said, I was just so glad to know that my child was okay. Officers are still investigating what sparked the deadly standoff. They say no members of law enforcement or the public were hurt. South Carolina's American Red Cross chapter plans to send 11 volunteers to help with recovery for people in the wake of Tropical Storm Hillary and wildfires in Hawaii. Teams say they're working to open emergency shelters, conduct evacuations, and treat the thousands being hit hard by Tropical Storm Hillary. Elsewhere, our region has already sent over seven volunteers to help the thousands impacted by wildfires in Maui. The local American Red Cross says it's seen an outpouring of support in our area since the start of this disaster relief, but they still need help. Wildfires in Hawaii that are devastating. We've got Hurricane Hillary hitting California. Uh, and like I said, we're responding to an average of six disasters just here in South Carolina every day. Uh, so there's a great need for not just donations, but also volunteers you know, to help fill these, these needs. Food, water, clothes, and volunteers are some of the things that disaster teams need most. And while they haven't experienced an official blood shortage since January of 2021, they say they're battling the possibility of one starting every day. President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden are in Maui assessing damage from those wildfires, and they're talking to those impacted by them. Biden also appointed Bob Fenton as Chief Federal Response Coordinator to oversee the government's response. So far, the death toll is at least 115 Hello, people, people and about 850 people are still missing. The president promised the federal government will help Maui rebuild. He also said it will be done in the best interests of the residents there. The country grieves with you, stands with you, and will do everything possible to help you recover, rebuild, and respect culture and traditions when the rebuilding takes place. As of Saturday, there were 1,000 federal personnel on the ground helping with those recovery efforts. The federal government has also spent more than $7 million in financial assistance for people who lost their homes. Cleanup efforts are underway as Tropical Storm Hillary makes its way through the southwestern U.S. That storm continues to bring life-threatening flooding and gusty winds to the area. Flooding mudslides and trapped vehicles have been reported across counties in California. Neighbors have begun picking up the pieces of the aftermath. We set up um, 
sandbags over the weekend thinking that that would be sufficient but it blew right through them there's boulders in the backyard that i don't know how they got on that side of the garage but there's boulders the size of a volkswagen that are just sitting over there so strange 25 million people from southern california to northern idaho are in a flood watch as that storm continues north today, parts of Oregon and Idaho could see up to five inches of rain. And a consumer alert starting next week. Many Americans will have to meet new requirements to stay eligible for federal food assistance. Right now, certain Americans enrolled in SNAP do have to work or volunteer 20 hours a week to stay eligible. In the coming weeks, more people will be under that requirement. The requirement applies to able-bodied adults without dependents that are ages 18 to 49. Next week, the age range bumps up to 50 and then up again in October to 52. Recipients required to work who fail to meet that requirement can only get benefits for three months before losing them until they meet the requirement again. The Berkeley Charleston Dorchester Council of Governments is set to host an open house today to provide an important update on a project. Officials will be sharing those updates on the progress of the Low Country Rapid Transit Project and the proposed park and ride facility at the Exchange Park in Latson. This proposed facility will allow commuters to park their cars and take Low Country Rapid Transit to key destinations and employment centers along the corridor. The public open house is today from 4.30 p.m. to 6 at the Charleston Church of Christ in Latson. This morning, we now know who will be taking part in the upcoming Republican presidential debate. That list includes Governor Ron DeSantis, entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, former Vice President Mike Pence, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum, and former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson. Former President Donald Trump posted on social media saying due to his strong lead in the polls, he will not be going to the debate. That debate is scheduled to take place tomorrow night at 9 p.m. in Milwaukee. Charleston Congresswoman Nancy Mace and the Concerned Veterans of America hosted a town hall last night. The goal there to address challenges facing veterans in America. Life Five's Emily Johnson tells us more after joining the meeting on Patriots Point. Conversations at last night's town hall meeting include different topics, but the key conversations surrounded health care, including wait times, getting better care, PTSD and depression among those who have served. Representative Nancy Mace and members of the Concerned Veterans of America shared their concerns on how the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs are currently handling issues in America. Around 17 American veterans take their own lives every day, and that's according to the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Mace says that one-third of all veterans in this state live in the low country, which is why these issues are so important here. Uh, when it comes to veterans that need imminent health care, if they can't get into a VA facility, we shouldn't deny them the ability to go to a private doctor or get private medical care and get reimbursed for it. I mean, there are a lot of options on the table. The VA does such a poor job of addressing veterans' health care. A lot of times, we shouldn't prevent them from getting an appointment. If they can't get it in the VA, we should allow them to get it elsewhere. The organizers and MACE say that they're working with other politicians to enforce better veteran care throughout America. In Mount Pleasant, Emily Johnson, 
Live 5 News. Community members in Georgetown's Habitat for Humanity have broken ground on the new Eddie B. Ellis West End Community Garden. The garden was all made possible through a $50,000 grant from Habitat for Humanity. The historically black neighborhood has roots dating back to the Gullah Geechee people, but neighbors say over time the population of that area has declined and younger generations have moved out. They're hoping that the revitalized garden will be a new gathering place for the community. Habitat officials say that they'll work throughout the fall and hope to open that garden to the neighborhood in December. Each of the last two years, the city of Charleston has partnered with a community organization to run the Palmetto Artisans Mentorship Program. Leaders say the program is designed to help kids ages 9 to 17 get into the workforce and become positive community members. In total, they have 25 participants currently being mentored to become entrepreneurs. The program runs year-round, but members sell the roses during the summer. There are people who sell the roses outside of the program, which is against city code. Now, leaders say they reached out, uh, reach out to them to show there's a better way to sell these roses. Mentoring them to become uh, business owners one day. Entrepreneurship is the goal. Um, also, we help them get uh, Twit cards. We help them fill out job applications. Uh, we help them fill out applications to go to school. Whatever route they choose, we'll assist them with that. But we just want them to know that as a positive, better way to do it. Program participants keep all of the money they earn from selling roses. The summer program is now wrapping up as school gets back in session. At the top of the show, I mentioned a 1975 motion picture had been inspired by a hostage drama at a New York bank on this date three years earlier. That film with star Al Pacino was Dog Day Afternoon. Celebrating some birthdays today, 60 Minutes correspondent Steve Croft is 78. Comedian Kristen Wiig is 50, and TV host James Corden is 45. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. Hope you have a great Tuesday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.